Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Get Cynical Season 4, The Rise and Fall of Cracked.com. Emphasis on fall this episode. Uh, this was a brutal episode to research. We are talking about the era of Cracked.com from roughly 2016 through 2020, so the Trump years, basically. And if you want to see a website stripped for parts in real time, just just go through cracked articles from this time period chronologically, and you can just see every single wheel coming off one by one. It's a very, very grim sight to behold because, you know, in 2016, you still get the usual stuff. Uh, there's some changes that we'll talk about, but by the end of it, it is just like... It, it's like SEO slop. It feels like those AI written articles they have on the AV club now. It's it's pretty grim. Yeah, it just gets startlingly low effort all of a sudden. It's so, it suddenly becomes like very obviously meant for Instagram or very obviously like, you know, ev- everything is two paragraphs all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yes. yeah, it's, it gets sad. Yeah. The shit that comes out of like 2019 and 2020 specifically, it's like, I don't even know how good I feel making fun about this because you were obviously paid like $2 to write this. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty grim. I'm going to, I'm going to sort through, we're going to back up chronologically since we talked about the, the website getting bought out in the previous episode, but we'll, we'll backtrack a little bit for this one. So, and I also want to say, uh, Jason Pargan did a whole video where he explained like how the website got fucked over. And that is actually pretty good. So, uh, Jason, if you're listening to this, uh, I'm sorry that we've been very mean to you these past five episodes and we're also going to be mean to you this episode, but, yeah. uh, this, that video was really useful and you, you seem like a decent guy. Anyways, uh, according to him, here's something shocking. 2016 was the best year cracked ever had for views oh man that's rough that feels insane that is i know and that is factoring in digging their own grave situation yeah no and the reason why is because you know how we made fun of them for uh doing the producer's shit and fucking making 100 web series that had no log line whatsoever apparently that got a fuckload of traffic and was expanding even as um, even in 2016 and the website proper had been on a slight decline before but he said that's fine you know no one reads anymore it's fine if people want to look at videos instead that's fine and in 2016 they had their best year ever because of trump they wrote a couple of articles about trump a, a, a lot like <laughs> every article is about trump <laughs> but they wrote a lot of them, and that got insane traffic to the point where he said, can you two guess how many viewers that they had in November of 2016, right before the election? Just take a guess. Six million. I'll go five million. 25 million at a minimum. Oh, my God. I always say that I'm 20% smarter than Esther. <laughs> <laughs> 20... 25 million is insane. 25... He says it was uh, 25 could have been as many as 30 million individual people looking at cracked content (laughs) which is so funny because i mean it makes sense if you look at like what the articles that i'm looking at right now on our list (laughs) because they're all the same fucking thing but they are also all the things that like people were really hungry to read right right after the election Mm -hmm. it's all stuff like 
six reasons that uh, Trump is Hitler and, you know, five things Trump did that were bad. (laughs) Yep. And uh, so Cracked around this time got bought out by EW Scripps. Try and guess how much money this company spent on Cracked. Just guess again. Scripps, I know, you know, I remember when they were messing around in like the podcasts, comedy podcast scene around that time and they were spending a lot of money. So I'm going to guess like, I'll guess I'll guess twenty five million dollars. What about you, Anna? Um, I'm gonna go higher than that. I'm gonna say fifty. Forty million. Forty right. million dollars for crack.com. Right, you're, you're closer again. The price is right rules Esther wins. We gotta get faster wins. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, there we go. She's been through a lot. She's feeling very sick. She's sipping a sparkling water right now to ease her stomach. <laughs> <laughs> again though, that is an absurd amount of money for yeah. crack.com. That is unbelievable and within a year and a half a year and a half after they bought it they stripped the website for parts fired basically everyone involved like a lot of the recurring characters we have their bylines mysteriously disappear sometime around 2017 Mm. and jack o'brien had left they fired all their video talent even though in jason's words he said they should have kept the video talent on because they were the people getting views, not like us, the writers. They also said that they did a mass layoff on the day uh, they had Jason had to take his dog in for chemotherapy, which is... <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> Woof. Yeah, no, again, we have talked a mad shit, but I feel bad for the guy. <laughs> That's tough. But it just dovetails very nicely with how the internet as we knew it is collapsing at this point. No one wants to read shit anymore. Every single article is getting paywalled. Everyone wants to look at videos or listen to podcasts, even though video views are down, ad revenue is collapsing. Like it is just a perfect storm of the end of like creative internet media content. And like all these other sites, like college humor were failing too. And it was just a complete apocalypse. And we're going to have to sort through the wreckage this episode. Funny or die finally made the choice out of its two options. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so weird again, just like seeing how in 2016, it, it it's very like, you know, a uh, moment where the montage starts happening in a Scorsese movie. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like, okay, as long as this exact moment stays put forever and all these connections stay the exact same, we could have 5 trillion viewers by 2020. But unless... Let's uh, dive into what actually happened. So Donald Trump won the election. Uh, in case you, uh, in case you all didn't know, well, that. some of our viewers are were born after this point, so <laughs> some of our listeners rather. Yeah, they're they're playing this shit like Baby Einsteins. For <laughs> this is what auto plays after Baby Shark. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, they're 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 tr- It's like I want my kid to be autistic. Like I want, <laughs> I want my kid to be like nonverbal by the age of twelve. Like that. This I'm trying to do that to him. Yeah, we're not unique people. There's just like uh, some buttons on like a speak and spell that like a toddler is pressing. <laughs> we're just text to speech algorithms. I'm sorry. Yeah, and they were not ready for that at all because you could like looking through it chronologically. Here's an here's an example of a of an article that was very popular before Trump got elected. Uh, this is uh, by J.F. Sargent. Four complaints people have always had about woman-led movies. <laughs> oh yes, it's uh it's the again it's like the male ally bullshit just to a T. Like he said, he 
he goes through and his supporting cases is that he uses tweets like he just finds like at free thinking eagles fan like posting like the fucking yeah. sjw's ruining ghostbusters and he's like ah well they actually said this about shakespeare so <laughs> <laughs> this was like a this was a theme and cracked around from this point on is oh there's just so much like twitter generated articles where just the article is just based around here's something a bunch of people are tweeting about uh, like up to 2020 yeah and again it's written in his like it, it makes me want to become a reactionary reading jf Sargent's writing because it's just so like smug and like it's not even preaching to the choir man it's like it's like scolding the choir <laughs> Well, yeah, because the comments on these, like, will be have a mix where it's like, it'll be people who are like, oh, Cracked goes woke again. Honestly, I get them. Like, reading this shit, I'm like, God damn it, why'd they have to, why'd they have to get the woke mind virus? Because, like, some of the passages that they have in this is, uh, like, here's from number two. Any criticism means that the movie will flop. You probably think that this kind of SJW pandering means that they shoehorned in all kinds of leftist slop, like black people who are smart and transgender characters who don't get murdered. But no, that's not what happened. The truth is that a lot of people were made uncomfortable by the fact that the only black character in this trailer is an uneducated woman who exhibits a lot of what could charitably be called sass and uncharitably be called a very racist depiction of a black woman. Uneducated, huh? Several people have expressed their opinions about this, and apparently that means the film will flop. <laughs> uh, he's so confused it's to, like, what he's doing. Like, he's, like, towing the line because, you know, I think most feminist critics were pretty indifferent about this. They were like, whatever. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> but he's also just like, um, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to troll these chuds by buying some tickets. There, it's just this like smug, like, don't worry, ladies, ass tone to this fucking article that drives yeah. me fucking crazy. And then I guess once uh, Trump actually got elected, there was a, a real shift. Uh, I noticed yeah. that in the research that you did, you highlighted like five separate articles that came out like the day after the election. Yeah. <laughs> they were all titled things like, listen up, you little child. Here's the next four years will be. It's cry. so funny, too. It just flipped immediately from, like, hey, Trumpers, get a load of this. There are women in Star Wars now. And then <laughs> yes. immediately, as soon as Trump wins, they're just like, we need to see both sides. We need to have love. No, it's so. It's actually, it's hysterical how, like, the, the immediate Trump after, aftermath posts, they're all about, like, well, listen... You know, some people had economic anxiety. <laughs> yeah. And you did you respect that? Jason, uh, what is it? Uh, Jason Bargain, his article, Don't Panic, he name checks economic anxiety by like by name in this. And it's so funny just how shell-shocked libs were at this time. Yeah. That they were like, oh, fuck. We should have listened to Adolf Hitler. <laughs> yeah. It's also just but like the funniest one is a letter to my wife the day after the election. <laughs> that is the best one. Do By Soren Bowie. We do, yeah, Hannah, why don't you start reading from, from Soren Bowie's A Letter to My Wife? My favorite, favorite author <laughs> on crack.com. Um, okay, so this is A Letter to My Wife from Soren Bowie. It starts off saying, 
Dear Slim, I wrote you, but you still ain't called <laughs> Pedro. No, it actually no, starts no. with. Our bedroom is right over our kitchen, which means that when you get up early with our son, I can always hear the two of you playing <laughs> while you make him breakfast. I can hear you singing as you put the dirty place in a dishwasher and he takes them back out again. And last night at two o'clock, I could hear you eating cereal and crying. (laughs) I love the part where she's just like chewing really loudly (laughs) between sobbing. First off, you're a disgusting pig. Second off, I feel your pain. This is one of those things that I'm not supposed to try to make better. This loss is brutal and startling for us both, but I can't begin to contextualize how sad it must be for you. You insisted on being the one to mail our ballots because of what it meant to you. <laughs> oh, weak, weak. Tough. <laughs> you asked me if I thought men really knew what the cultural stakes were for women in this election. You started the evening excited with the one-year-old in your lap who couldn't understand yet, but who we thought might thrill into telling years later of how we stayed up late with him and watched history unfold. <laughs> and it did unfold, but not in the direction we were expecting. This sucks. It's it's yeah, no, really it's... like it's like you know to to my child bride. Yeah. I know you don't know what you're feeling right now. <laughs> this is uh, I, there's so many of these. There's one called "Dear White Friends." Stop saying everything is going to be okay. And again, D- uh, Jason wrote the article. Don't panic. It's like <laughs> so it's like every single article on the site was the SNL Hallelujah. It's so <laughs> yeah. literally, yeah. Yeah, and, and like, here's the thing. I know that they are obviously, like, operating without hindsight in a sense of, like, they don't have a list of, like, what are the actual, like, 10 most evil things that Trump did in office to, like, react to at this point. It's all just, like, feature casting. But their actual complaints are just so bizarrely, like, focused on a very narrow world of, like, online culture and content that they're so immersed in. It's like, I have to think that less people would have voted for them if they had seen what kind of memes Trump had shared. (laughs) It's like, they get really fixated on this, like, um, this, like, image that Trump retweeted or that, like, originated on 8chan that featured, like, criticism of Hillary and, like, a star of David. And it's like, yeah, obviously that's, you know, try hard Nazi shit, but... It's pretty fucking crazy he did that. Like It is pretty crazy, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, to center your, like, fears of, like, what Trump is going to do on that, where it's like, no, you don't understand. He shared the meme. Um, Where it's like, no, this is, like, a 70-year-old man. He just sees anything online that says, like, Trump and just retweets that as, like, all right, another victory for me. I would love to explain 8chan to, like, a 78-year-old from West Virginia at this time. It's like, (laughs) yeah, he, he found this on this child porn website. You don't understand. That I, I don't go there, but I know we found it there. <laughs> Trust me. It has all the telltale signs. I know, I know you only use the computer to buy Percocet, but like, the, you know, think about it, huh? My favorite, I, I love the Jason Pargan article, which in the URL you can tell was originally titled Six Reasons for Trump's Rise That No One Talks About, but which has since been re-headlined How Half of America Lost Its Fucking Mind. And I just, by the way, just, you know, to kind of blow out to the bigger picture here, the fact that they took off the like six reasons from the headline, uh, I think is really demonstrative <laughs> of, of what was going on with Cracked at this time. Like it yeah. is still a listicle, 
but it's just not called that anymore. You, you they were they didn't need that for clicks. They just had to. Uh... This is more serious than lists. Yeah. <laughs> but no, in this article, it's like, listen, I came from a small town, a small rural red town, and uh, what you got to understand is. You know, all the TV shows are about New York, and that really pisses us off. <laughs> and he, he writes about, like, the place he's from as though they're, like, you know, uh, fucking, like, an uncontacted tribe. It's like, you know, when I went to Chicago, I was, for the first time as a child, I thought I was on another planet. <laughs> like, it's so, it is perfectly, like, evocative of the way that, you know, liberals were talking about those parts of the country in the immediate aftermath is like, what can we do to understand these strange and alien people? Yeah, what what can we do to understand the culture of a small town that is like 85% perk dealers? What can yeah, we do yeah. to understand that? We travel to Hitler, Indiana <laughs> to speak to its residents. No, it's it's that like classic template of like the, the New York Times being like, we, we went to a... a a diner in, you know, uh, Fuckville, Indiana. But for people who don't like going outside, it's like, (laughs) (laughs) I went on Google Maps and and I I did a street view little journey around Fuckville, Indiana. And what I saw inspired me. (laughs) And I think maybe we can repair this divide. Oh, yeah, no, but they're the uptick, like they had been making increasingly serious articles for a while. Like we talked about their cracked experience turn in the previous episode. And uh, that continues in this. There is still some stuff that like we'll get to. But uh, there's one fucking crazy one that that I'm very excited to to talk about. Oh, yeah, that one. Um, But uh, there's so much like politics stuff. And to the point where like. I feel like smothered by it. Like it, it gets to be so, so fucking much. Like they, they turned into last week tonight so fast. Yeah. Like they have so many articles about the alt right. They're yeah. like, you need to understand these dangerous terrorists. It's like we we <laughs> talked to talk to people who were stalked by the alt right, and it's just like, yeah, a bunch of guys called like Roger Stone Groiper sent me like. A photo of like uh Rhodesia and that's that yeah. was like the worst thing that ever happened to me. No, I loved yeah. the one I loved the one was like four reasons I can't take the alt right seriously. And the very first one is like, uh they don't even know that Red Pill was from the trans women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They don't even know that Gritty is a leftist. <laughs> they don't even know that Batman beats up poor people. <laughs> Yeah, no, and I I think that the comparison to um, Last Week Tonight is very illustrative because just like that show has really struggled over the years with its own, like, uh, really self-evident impotence to, like, actually get anything done. Like, you know, the the Drumpf thing being, like, the biggest example that, like, everybody who works for that show is, like, deeply embarrassed of at this point. It's like, I, I... one of the ones that we read was about like six things that make the rise of Jordan Peterson so scary. And like number six is like, and it's clear that making fun of him doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it yeah. Do- it did. It did is the thing. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> no, because he, he started, he, yeah, he started going on like podcasts every other week and crying about it. Like yeah, weeping. He, he got... He got made fun of so hard. He got like addicted to benzos and then he was held hostage by his hot daughter for like a year. (laughs) No, but it is. I mean, I think that's a good example of like, I think this is like, this is a website 
that came up in the like you know not just like early daily show but like you know early 2000s like david cross era of like (laughs) comedians are the ones who speak truth to power and actually we can change things and like there's probably a time when yeah someone like a politician getting really lacerated on the daily show would probably they would have to make a statement probably and get super embarrassed and you know maybe resign it could happen but now we're in this era where it's like you know it's like the Kurt Vonnegut quote about how, you know, during Vietnam, every artist in the world, you know, our, all of our efforts were aimed like a laser at stopping the war. And it had all the effort of like a, a custard pie dropped from the three feet. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's that it's that cracked is experiencing that right now when Trump gets. Yeah, elected. no, He's like, oh, I mean, we can't make fun of him. It doesn't do anything. Back in the day, uh, you know, if David Cross got up on stage and said, you look Chinese, your career was over. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, uh, nowadays they can't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, n- nowadays it's like uh, uh, Jason Parkin like writing a uh, a solemn article, being like six reasons I am no longer Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> the there's a, a bunch of great ones too, like um, one called Six Big Differences That Turn City Dwellers Into Liberals," like. Really trying this one to was awesome. The I loved this one. This one is <laughs> awesome too because they're describing how people in cities become Nazis. It's like yeah. they should say, I became a liberal because there were homeless people and people get shot in big cities. And it's no, like, that, that was my favorite one. It's like, see, you know, over you and your your in, in your bumfuck counties. You know, you just think your guns are something you put on the wall and go to shoot targets with. But when you live in a city and you hear you hear fireworks, yeah. <laughs> you know someone's getting murdered right next door. Yeah. When you go when you go to a city and you hear back shots, you know that like, <laughs> there's a gang situation occurring outside. <laughs> back so shots cool. sound like my neighbor getting murdered. <laughs> yeah. It's actually the- good that I live in New Jack City. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I love that they were turning the whole like the cities aren't safe thing into a gun control argument. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you if you lived here, you would you would know we need to take all the guns. No, that that rules. It's like this this is like the one lib who's going to like unthaw uh, Wesley Snipes and Demolition Man just to shake his hand. <laughs> and be like, Sir, you are beautiful. You are our strength. <laughs> And uh, our dear friend, who seems like she got laid off in 2017, Christina H., also wrote an article about how she used to be, like, an insane conservative Christian, but she slowly dethawed or whatever. There's also one from the, uh, like, recommended articles that I saw um, in reading this. Uh, I don't think he recommended it, though, but it was, like, also from Christina H., and it was about how she used to be a lady incel. And it's like, this poor woman, she's... She is getting a paycheck to like own herself over and over again. <laughs> I love her. Like she did an article about how she used to be a fem cell. She did an article about how she used to like worship Jesus and like hate gay people. She did an article about how she has no hobbies. It's it's a little tough. <laughs> you really get a complete picture of this yeah. woman. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh god, I feel so bad for her. <laughs> yeah, retweet to scare Christina Asia. It's just a picture of like an arts and crafts desk. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a picture of a of a pattern on a wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they like they do the whole um fucking conservative like bullshit too. Like they 
Robert Evans, who was the one who did all of the uh, Cracked Experience articles, just broke character to do, uh, let's shine some light on the awfulness that is Bill Maher. This one and... was so, this was published in 2017. 2017. It's like, um, it's time to expose Bill Maher for the, he's not so progressive after all. <laughs> Yeah, after he had been a punchline for, like, four years, like, people were like, yeah, this guy is just, like, a racist dude who loves weed and doesn't believe in God. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, no, he was, like, heavily, there was, like, oh, yeah, well, listen, he had Milo Yiannopoulos on, and uh, Milo got canceled, but uh, Bill is just as bad. And it's, like, who who the fuck is this for? (laughs) (laughs) Like, is is this, it, who is going to send this to their, like, their gruff lib dad who loves Bill Maher? It's like, you see? You see? Yeah, like, I just, like, in, in the age where Trump is president, I can't imagine, first of all, that even being your priority is like, listen, dad, I know you, I know you love Bill Maher, but let's rethink this, shall we? You're approaching it like farming trash mobs. <laughs> like, I need to debunk 15 Bill Maher's before I can even approach Trump. Before I can get, before I can talk to my boss. Yeah. Uh, first, then I have to talk to my boss about like not showing me pictures of vaginas on the job, and then I can talk to my mom about voting for Trump. There's just so much of this, and all of it is written in like that early Trump era, like gravely serious, very hysterical tone. That it's just like this is not normal, and we need to say something. I know we're all here for jokes, but this is not funny. Like that just type of sanctimonious yeah. anti-comedy that came well, that was the thing that was going around at the time was like the, the way to defeat fascism is every day remind yourself this is not normal <laughs> when I, and then it turns out that like you know trump did like the normal evil president stuff at office and the rest was just like he would tweet like i'm shitting out of my butt yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would just do like hazing rituals on like seven year olds that went to the yeah the White House yeah. on like you know oh this this kid was aborted four times but he still like survived <laughs> and then Trump would just say like hello there shit pants how you doing <laughs> and then like ninety percent of his actual policy was just like you know funneled through like a a, a cerebro of like uh, Iraq War architects yeah <laughs> yeah no he's just like he just r- ran like an evangelical he just governed like an evangelical and then he would just get on Twitter and it's like Mitt Romney looking very gay today sad (laughs) (laughs) so um cracked experiences uh this continued on although it tapered off and stopped cold after 2017 because Robert Evans was gone and also they did not have the money for this stuff anymore folks but look most of them are pretty same stuff we've talked about like uh this is what i learned as uh someone who survived a gunshot wound or whatever they are that was that was the best one that was that was the best article we read for this episode yeah no that is a good article like a lot of cracked experience ones honestly like all of those articles you could make the case they're a little like misery porny Mm -hmm. and they're a little uh kind of leery and some of them can be kind of dubious, like the ones we talked about before, but they're very, very readable and can often be like a fun time to read. Like yeah. you get why they were so big. That one's a good article. Can, can I talk uh, about one thing? And I hope this is the same photo that you noted in your parentheses because it really stuck out to me. Because, um, you know, the classic um, 
the classic cracked thing is that there's a lot of stock photos inter interspersed in the article. And in the in the one that's titled I Survived a Self-Inflicted Gunshot Wound to the Head, there's a paragraph talking about like, you know, and my husband, you know, he I kept waking up in the hospital and he I didn't remember what was happening and he kept having to explain it to me. I felt it felt I felt so guilty. And then it just cuts to a stock photo of like a sad man in a waiting room. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> and it's captioned when waiting to see if your spouse survives the night isn't quite stressful enough. <laughs> I, I know the one like, I left at guys, the tone <laughs> was the photo fo- was the photo of the woman when she tried to write a note to her mom after she had shot herself <laughs> oh, yeah. in the head and just wrote like just gibberish. It was just it just <laughs> yeah. that was like something I felt really bad for laughing. <laughs> because it says she says like i wrote down mom please take me to the hospital i have insurance and then it shows the photo and it's just like loop-de-loops all over the page (laughs) i have a sir can we go to her (laughs) peace out no and i i I think that like with this one something that really strikes me is just like how much the like the subject of the article is like clearly willing to like joke about it and like embrace the black comedy of it like this one's cool as hell, frankly. Yeah. Yes. Um, no. For, for just like going through like a really bad time in life and then just being like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing a lot better now. And uh, here's some like insane stories that are like, you have my permission to laugh at the my, black my, uh, of it. The f- my favorite bit is this is what she talks about. Like, and one day while I was in and out of consciousness, a do- one doctor wandered into my room and is like, by the way, Jessica, I, I think you should have died because you're a bad person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I never saw him again. It's like, what? <laughs> we looked him up in the hospital directory. There was no such person. <laughs> but then I, I added up the letters in his name and it totaled out to 666. <laughs> yeah, he told me to pick up a phone. And then when I answered it, he was on the other line. I don't know what happened. <laughs> no, that was so sick that he just had a doctor say, he literally, the doctor said, listen, there are victims and perpetrators. And you are a perpetrator. This is a woman who shot herself in the face. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, but the insane one, and the one that like probably got should have gotten this whole operation shut down is six realities when your creepy fetish lands you in prison. Oh yes, um, great one. And mm. this was about a a news story that was somewhat popular around the time about. The Cannibal Cop. And in case you don't know that story, this police officer was on online role-playing forums talking about and posting pictures of his wife and friends talking about how he was going to eat them. And his wife discovered this and very understandably fled the house and called the cops. He was arrested and put in jail for two years until uh, a public defender worked to get him out of jail on the basis that this guy didn't actually hurt anyone. There was no intent here. This was just weird sexual role play. Cracked covers this in a very um, curious way. (laughs) Yeah, they're really um, on his side very hard for one. Yeah. Like they, they put disclaimers in like, we're not trying to make this guy a folk hero or whatever, but like, they kind of are. <laughs> like they're just no, like, they are. The way they cover, the way they talk about her, like, and even when he was in prison, everyone was rooting for him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like this poor innocent police officer who posted his wife on I Love to Hurt Woman dot net was, uh, was was arrested for uh, the the 
for the simple crime of posting detailed stuff about eating his wife. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's a line here that says Valley's particular fetish lay more in the oven baked girl side of the spectrum. Although he insists he's more into the whole bondage aspect of preparing someone to be cooked than the actual cooking. It's like, oh, well, then that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Good. This is just a. Uh... I don't know. This is like the Nadir, aside from like the pedophile articles from the previous ones. It's like the Nadir of the whole thing where it's just like shock value, saying nothing, very, very dubious politically, just like complete like trashy fucking tabloid journalism that at its best this like strenuously avoided. Although I will say it is sick that this cop fell for cop bullshit too. Yeah. This yeah. Cop <laughs> This cop fell for the, like, uh, you don't get a lawyer, man. <laughs> it's, no, he's literally like, I don't know, the cop seems funny. so nice. I thought it would be just okay to tell them everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I it, thought you'd get it. <laughs> it's also very clear that it's just, like, another part of what's happening here is that they're getting rolled by somebody who is, like, desperate for attention and publicity. Yeah. Um, and who seems to be, like, responding to, like, any interview request where you can get where he's like, actually, since I uh, got arrested, women find me irresistible and my prison cooking is top notch <laughs> it's like this yeah. is just like a weird desperate guy that you're just completely falling just for writing shit. his own new york post article basically exactly um yeah so as as we're still in 2017 cracked is there's what i want i want to point one out article because cracked is still doing um like their usual you know movie trip you know things you didn't know about movies or think about you know you'll rethink your favorite movie there's one that is uh again url says was originally titled uh seven time seven of your favorite movies that aged fucking horribly but in the current version is just titled beloved movies that aged horribly <laughs> but it's still a listicle they took out i don't know why i like the the seo meta changed very rapidly and all of it a sudden have, yeah. it's not fashionable this one fucking <laughs> the first example of this one drew like blew my mind yes just in terms of like just point missing because this one says you know as you get older you realize how full of shit fight club is and it's like all right here we go but what this entry is are actually about not just like you know talks masculinity like you might expect what this entry says is quote unusually for an anti-consumerist satire this movie is filled to its grimy brim with product placement everything from Krispy Kreme to Starbucks and Pepsi so you're an asshole for buying Ikea but it's cool to attempt to subliminally force your audience into craving brown sugar water and it's just like can you imagine missing the point of Fight Club yeah that hard like gee I wonder why this anti-consumerist satire keeps like juxtaposing images of popular brands (laughs) <laughs> you know with the you know extreme violence that's happening what point could it possibly be making yeah it's it's doing depiction equals endorsement stuff but for Krispy Kreme <laughs> <laughs> we should not normalize Krispy Kreme we do not need to platform it I uh I also just want to say Fight Club is like there's maybe two movies in history that have earned this title but Fight Club is legitimately a smarter movie than most of the people who got mad at it. And it's not because it's a particularly smart movie. It's just because every single person who had a problem with it was even dumber somehow. Yeah, But it, but here's the thing. That is true. But simultaneously, it is also a dumber movie than the people who really like it now think it is. That is yes. true at the same time. Yes. Which is also a good thing. <laughs> I like that it's dumb and smart. Yeah. That's what I... It's, that's, it's admirable. Yeah. But they keep doing their... 
uh, this movie you remember, you remembered it wrong. And it's so funny just juxtaposing like it against all the hysterical Trump stuff and also how like their uh, pop culture stuff gets like this new flavor of like the pop feminism that was nascent in the early articles because one of the ones in this is the breakfast club and uh they talked about uh you know the breakfast club uh you know it's a little rapey you know it's a little problematic and then at the very end they do the thing they do the thing yeah (laughs) where they're like she was so much more beautiful as a goth woman than as a prom queen (laughs) Miss Goth Girl, I will split you wide open for feminism. <laughs> Here is a diagram of what I will do to you. <laughs> I learned this from my cannibal cop friend. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, God. But 2017 comes to a screeching halt and uh, everything dies. Uh, there's also a few other things that we've danced around that we need to talk about. And they get hit with a brutal wave of accusations, like uh, what happened with <laughs> that guy with the glasses. They get hit with like a full, the Me Too era comes for Cracked, and it comes for Cracked very, very hard. Um, mm-hmm. For starters, there is our dear friend, Wayne Gladstone, who stopped writing articles for the site in 2015. So he was he was out the door before the layoffs <laughs> started, <laughs> which is... <laughs> Again, this is when uh, an Electra Swing cover of uh, the outro of Layla starts playing under the episode. <laughs> yeah, no, that is uh, that is just. I-, I was so sad that we didn't have a Gladstone article, but uh, no, the big ones were John Cheese, who again we've talked about before, wrote some like pretty decent articles about growing up poor. And, like, how being, like, dirt poor just kind of destroys your mind as a kid. And it turns out that he was, like, a serial fucking predator. Like, a serial fucking just constantly DMing, like, 15-year-old fans bullshit. And apparently, like, people on the site had known this for years. And they, like, ran it up the ladder. And the way they responded was just, like, okay, we're going to move which office he's in, basically. And that's it. And yeah. then there's JF Sargent, who uh, seems to have escaped somewhat unscathed because of uh, litigation problems. But it's a pretty open secret, especially on like if you read Reddit and stuff that like he's a fucking creep. And one of their writers, uh, I think her name is C. Coville. She said that like they had to throw him out of a party once for being too much of an asshole. <laughs> Ah oh, man. <laughs> and there were a couple of others, what is it, who, like, just a couple of freelancers who got kicked out uh, for various reasons for being creeps. There was one guy who was a freelancer who, according to everyone, was just, like, the most normal dude in the world and then got got for child porn. So <laughs> there's that. And in the, uh, in the C. Coville article where she, like, goes through, you know, the House of the Rising Sun fucking uh, Scorsese hit list... One of the best ones is she says, this guy is another writer who was reported to have said creepy things to female writers. He was a freelance writer, not in a position of authority, which doesn't make it okay. I don't know any further details to speak on this more confidently. I stopped talking to him early on at Cracked and blocked him on social media, but only because I just didn't like him. Uh. 
It's just it's a it's a real like rounded team of awful people, right? Like the ones that are really like just yeah. out there and super obvious with uh, how much they're sex pests, and the ones that are just like flying under radar. It's a it's yeah. a good balance team comp. It is the Avengers of accusation receivers. <laughs> I loved I loved also going on uh like Reddit and seeing like the Gladstone posts and like he was DMing so many women. Like so many like 18-year-old <laughs> girls. Like there was like a whole thread of people going like, "Yeah, I was 18, he DM'd me." And he said he was like talking to people even younger and it was like younger than 18? Okay. <laughs> but it feels like something you leave out uh oh <laughs> yeah uh he bad guy bad news and uh I, I wish we got to see his attempt to turn hate by numbers into a chapo trap house ripoff because uh, that would have been the dream another universe yeah no there's a there's a whole there's a whole world where he's getting that patreon money instead of them <laughs> anyways 2018 rolls around and uh there's a shift there's a shift to how things operate on this site because like the level of effort and the level of, you know, just general insight goes down like crazy because the only people left at the site at this point who are like names are basically only Jason Pargan and Sean baby. Like they're the only ones left at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sean baby's articles, which I'll let Hannah talk about a little bit. They were tough to read, man. Wait, did we read any of his for this episode? Uh, uh, there were a couple. Um, there were ones about like uh, seven oh, gun nut yes. arguments that yeah, debunk yeah, yeah. themselves. And yeah, Sean yeah. Baby wrote that one. And he stands in stark contrast because like the cracked, like cracked fucking, you know, as time goes on, their articles get shorter and shorter and shorter. And then they pump out more and more and more. <laughs> So they'll get like, you know, instead of like five 2,000 word articles uh, a day, they'll have like 15 400 word articles a day, if that. And Sean Babies are all like 6,000 words long. With They're unbelievably, unbelievably long. Yeah. Esther, do you know what Sean Baby looks like? I do, as a matter of fact. I wish I didn't. Yeah. Just like for for listeners who don't know, just like... Just look up Sean Baby on Google Image Search. Um, there's some eras of him visible through here. Um, he he looks like a uh, like a dumber brother of uh, Patrick Fischler, who like Patrick Fischler orders around like a Pokemon. <laughs> um, no, he's he's an awfully odd dude, um, and it's it's just I'm so surprised by it because it's like how do you not understand that the moment has passed you by? That, like, people aren't looking for this type of thing anymore. And that, like, how little presence on camera do you have that you didn't pivot to video? Because, like, this is when videos were getting longer, right? Like, the late 2010s or the dawn of, like, the hour-long video essay and whatever. But it's, like, you could have done that if you were even slightly bearable to watch. But uh, I guess you didn't have that confidence in yourself. Yeah, this is this really does feel like just kind of make work for like because he's one of the ogs basically like all right sean baby you know we're not going to tell you that no one's going to read this but you write it we'll put it out it doesn't really cost us anything like you know it, it, it's it's uh it's it's sad in a way to to see yeah and again these articles 
are just so long and rambling and they have like unironic uses of like shit nozzle and like fuck fuck turd or whatever throughout and they are all just like they feel like they were like unearthed from the obama era like they found like oh i had this sitting around on my drive do you want to go in on the fundies right now and it's like (laughs) no not really we're talking about pepes right now instead and he's like but you know all these all these wing nuts like we need to take them to task and it's like sean sean it's past time the time (laughs) is over Shad calls you up and he's like, I, I, I'm so mad about like what they're doing in Iraq right now. Yeah. <laughs> I want a um like a an odd couple comedy where Sean Baby and Aaron Sorkin both fall into a time machine to 2006 and they're like, <laughs> it's heaven. Um, <laughs> we can take over the world, the two of us, if we could just get along. <laughs> and look, they're still keeping up the uh, the usual stuff, but again. It's getting just weaker and weaker and weaker. Like uh, with Trump, this is when the Jordan Peterson article comes out. Mm -hmm. This is when they have an article called uh, Five Ways Normal People Allow Evil Rulers to Thrive. (laughs) And it's the most like bare bones. Like, hey, have you ever heard of like the Weimar Republic? Like, I never heard of this before. This is fucked. (laughs) Sounds a little familiar, though. Don't you think? <laughs> Maybe there's some lessons we can take from that. And it's just, it's getting like more and more like, okay, fuck, we've already talked about like economic anxiety. We already know that Trump is Hitler. All right, we need, what the fuck can we talk about now? Um, Incels. Okay. Uh, six ways you can have an incel. Six ways you can be an incel. Six, six ways, ways okay. you can have an incel. <laughs> yeah. The six most powerful incels go. <laughs> they uh they also have you know uh ones where they go in on conservative comedy again another sean baby one it was like five uh five worst bits of conservative comedy and like this is that, that one was like longer than finnegan's wake i did not finish reading that shit <laughs> oh no, no I, just, I skimmed the hell out of it i kept I was scrolling like, and my eyes just slid off it constantly <laughs> <laughs> he's like like going in on Ben Garrison for like okay, Ben Garrison is funnier than you. I'm just gonna say this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Ben Garrison. That's no, sorry. He's go got ahead. better bits. He's got better bits than you, Sean Baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can we talk about the one that's five sexual mishaps that are more common than you'd think? Which yes. <laughs> Spencer, you captured. Did a virgin write this? This is like <laughs> if you've had sex like three times, you would know all of these things happen regularly. <laughs> Like, Sense, did you know sometimes uh, people cry after sex? Yeah. Or that, like, <laughs> giving a blowjob could make you throw up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the one that was like, uh, yes, anal can make poop appear. And I'm like, this feels homophobic. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you never like, talked to a single gay person before? This is like a, a, a Cracked Perspectives article from, like, the, the homophobic pastor from Uganda. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you have never really like you've never even talked to one gay person who's talked about like painting before like that's never happened to you once in your life okay all right this this is like this is stuff that would like your mom would probably know <laughs> it's like you, you could like go up to your mom and it's like you know people sometimes pull muscles during sex and she would be like oh that's how you were conceived that's <laughs> Like what? Who? Re- this this feels like a fort. Like 
this feels pitched towards like 13 year olds who only yeah. watch porn and then they're like yeah what you can get hurt having sex <laughs> no yeah, dude this is um this is for like epic parents who were like 16 in 2006 and crack started and now they're like have kids and whatnot this is like a primer for how to give the talk while being epic yeah no it's exactly. like you know when you're having sex sometimes you can bonk your head once in a while like that <laughs> that one was the funniest one it's like that was the most like a virgin wrote this because like <laughs> you okay like that probably happened like the third time i had sex like that is a very very common occurrence oh man that's uh that's so funny i do love the stat that it's like five people have uh gotten injuries so bad they had to take off time off work from having sex and uh, those people are all extremely cool. Those people are. <laughs> we, we would those... love to have you on the show if you're out there. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I've, I've never gotten a debilitating injury. Fucking. I've, uh, you, only, you only like pull your muscle or whatever. That's not enough to take off work. So I'm curious what happened with these people. Let's get a cracked experience article about someone that like shattered their pelvis having sex or something. I want to hear your side of the story. <laughs> Beyond that, uh, I also want to talk about a different thread that had been running through the site that we kind of glossed over. So alongside Cracked articles and video content and podcasts, they had something called Photoplasties. And Photoplasties was a crowdsourced competition where they would have a prompt, which would be something like uh, ruin, f ruin famous album covers or whatever. And there would people would be like, okay, sure. And then they'd get all the people on the forums to like uh, mock up a photoplasty that would ruin a famous album cover. Like, for example, one that uh, was very traumatic for me to see at the age of 11 and was probably my first encounter with this specific image was uh, they photoshopped uh, the Rolling Stones uh, tongue mouth logo onto Goatsy. And then they made that into like a Rolling Stones <laughs> cover. That was, the, that was the type of stuff that would usually get put on their photoplasties. And, uh, you know, for all your hard work photoshopping, if you won, which, you know, you might not, if you won, you would win $50 for, uh, for crowdsourcing work. For <laughs> uh, Spencer, again, real like, quick, how, how much did they get bought for again? $40 million. Ah, uh, so cool. Yeah, yeah your no. prize for this is that Gladstone will send you a picture of him looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Gladstone will do a hate by numbers video about your looks. <laughs> <laughs> but he... And this is if you won. These would usually have like 18 to 25 results come out for them. Mm -hmm. If you were second place, you would win jack shit. <laughs> you, you got nothing. So... They were just farming their audience who wanted to be on Cracked for fucking like uh, for free clicks and free content, just paying $50 to the guy who won. And <laughs> around 2014 or so, they introduced a new strain. This is roughly around the time that uh, they started doing Cracked Experiences. They had a new type of photoplasty, which was based on true facts which was like, you know, instead of being like uh, 100 things that happened after movies ended, it would be like true facts about what took place on a set of a movie or whatever, or secretly horrifying things about history, which, again, is just crowdsourcing cracked articles yeah. from the audience, basically. Yep. And uh, those were hated. Those were fucking hated, even more than the cracked experiences stuff. Those were fucking despised. And 
for good reason because I remember one of them was called uh, 13 like life hack health tips or whatever and they just had a bunch of extremely dangerous stuff in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, do you have problems with earwax? Uh, yeah, jam a Q-tip up in there and swirl it around. It's like <laughs> just stuff that does not work. Stuff that like can cause like bodily harm. And uh, more and more they started doing these and eventually they changed the name of this to Pictofacts, which frankly, that is a much worse name than Photoplasties. Like, let's just be clear here. Yeah. And more and more they started leaning on these as a crutch to the point where in 2019, like they just become articles. Like they will have the yeah. article with the SEO title and everything. And then you'll read the article and the article will just like, they'll just have like Instagram infographics where, but instead of saying stuff like, here's the way you can resist Trump in your state, they'll just say, Ray Liotta is low key underrated? Question mark. No, this was, I, this was like, this was the moment where it was like, Cracked is experiencing like, you know, the, uh, the you know, you get the rush at the end of time. <laughs> yes, yes, it literally, it's like that, the, the, the rush of serotonin your brain experiences in the moment before you die. This is what this article, 24 underrated actors that deserve more work is. Cause it's all these like photoshopped together images of these people. And then the cat, the way the captions read are just like, it's so funny to me. This one just says, Hilary Swank scored two Best Actress Oscars and two Best Actress Golden Globes by the time she was 25. So why haven't we seen her in any major motion pictures lately? <laughs> <laughs> and there's 25 of these. These all feel like Facebook posts uh, written entirely by these actors' parents. <laughs> William Fickner is a wonderful character actor who should be getting more roles. He is usually cast in secondary parts of movies and TV shows, but he has the acting chops to be a leading man. <laughs> Some of y'all were making these things about Paul Walter Hauser in 2019. Some of y'all were making these exact fucking things. I see you all. Um, if these were about like one of the side players in Uncut Gems, you would be nodding your head and retweeting. No, the, the, yeah. best, one, the best one was the, the Ray Liotta one, which is a photo of Ray Liotta looking all of 112 years old. Uh, it says, when I say that Ray Liotta is one of the cinema icons, many heads not in agreement. <laughs> what language was this translated from? This is, sounds like a Chinese proverb. Ray Liotta is the man who causes many a head to nod in wisdom. Um, yet it seems that he doesn't get many opportunities lately. So don't be like that. This good fellow deserves more roles. This reads like a scam what the email. Fuck? <laughs> Don't be like that. What the hell? It's like, please, up. please, forthwith send all PayPal information to Ray Liotta. Open up this EXE file to get Ray Liotta more roles. <laughs> yeah, I need help working on my essay about Ray Liotta. <laughs> Ray Liotta needs sugar daddy. DM to get spoiled. Minting now, ETX Ray Liotta. <laughs> Free FIFA 24 codes for Ray Liotta. <laughs> um, but like the level of effort just just falls, just collapses so bad. Like uh, there's one that uh, Hannah found called uh, yeah. Censorship Sucks, but so does Pearl Jam's Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> Yo. <laughs> which, okay, like you said, taking Pearl Jam down a notch in 2020 is awesome like 
I'm sure there were a bunch of fucking like 47 year old dads who love rock climbing that were like, what the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> but like, no one cares. No one cares about fucking Pearl Jam anymore, man. Yeah. I would love if it turned out that like this was their highest traffic article since like the Trump stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah, if you go into like the Wayback Machine, there's like 500 comments that are like, "I hope Jeremy speaks in your yeah. class today." If you go to pearl-jam.net/forum, there's like a 500-page thread that is like cracked article mega thread, and it's been locked. Yeah, <laughs> um. yeah no. Yeah, but, like, who the fuck? It's like, all right, you know who really fucking, like, deserves to be taken down a peg? Boz Skaggs. Yeah. <laughs> we need to do something about Journey right now. Yeah. No, I, I I feel, again, so bad for, like, anybody who is still writing for them in 2020. Because these are very clearly, like, the most, um, you know, third string options. These are people who probably, like are either just looking for literally anywhere that'll give them a paycheck or that like liked crack when they were kids and are just holding on to it off of that level. Yes. Um, and it's like, how can I even make fun of them? Right? Like these are people yeah, no. who have like 800 followers on Twitter, you know, who are just like desperate for any type of heat, unable to get it. And like normal people, you know, like yeah. there's no like, I could not imagine knowing a single personal detail about Carly Tens. Um, like, I, I'm not going to find out shit about her like we did with Gladstone. Um, it's, it's, yeah. There's no need. Although, I will say, uh, there, there was one article that, you know, most of this were just ripping on the state of internet content in general. Like, the people who wrote this, <laughs> they probably think these articles suck too. I get it. You know, you got to make a buck somehow. It's fine. I get you have to feed the slot machine. Then there's the article, was Logan Paul zapped by a de-douching ray? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. This one is like... Uh, Archie Grimm, you're a fucking idiot. You're a just, fucking uh, idiot. Six, six ways, uh, six reasons it's okay that I gave Logan Paul my wallet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, this is like a trend at the time. Um, because like, this is right, I think, when... Uh, it was, it was returning star, by the way, Logan Paul of uh, Airplane Mode fame. Um, it was after, like, his brother had, like, you know, kind of established himself as, like, the more annoying of the pair. And he just realized that there was money to be made in, like, getting on his podcast and being like, we have to call out complicity with violence whenever we see it. Silence is violence. And I believe that Black Lives Matter. And then, like, everyone was just like, oh, my God. I gotta give this guy money now. And it's like, no, he's the exact same person that he always was and always will be. He is just like 5% smarter than his brother and just like eternally grateful to have him as a brother. Yeah. I, I also have to say that there's some like, we mentioned the whole Gladstone trying to be Chapo thing, but like the whole site's trying to be Chapo now since they have one where they're like going in on the Democrats for like having bad track records. And it's like, yeah, For starters, it's all was... shit you should know by now. It's like, hey, do you know Kamala Harris was a fucking insane prosecutor? And it's like, yes, everyone. <laughs> every, everyone who's not like a 45-year-old aunt on Twitter fucking knows this and thinks it's fucked up. Yeah. And there, were, uh, there, there was a great one um, in that era right after the Epstein stuff came out. It was like all the weird stuff we know about Jeffrey Epstein so far. And it's just so bizarre to read like cracked house style 
<laughs> about Jeffrey Epstein because the tone is just like yeah. so wrong, so wrong. Yeah. You know, you know, it's it's like oh my god. Yeah, there's like a bit where it's like, oh uh, yeah, he taught at the Dalton School in the '70s, and people noted that he was a creep at the time. Uh, which is pretty fail because the seventies were the creep decade, full of porn mustaches and sex guys. This, there's a sentence in this one. There's a sentence in this one that says, "The parents of a fourteen-year-old victim went to the police, who in turn soon assembled enough evidence to put Epstein away for a time ranging from long to hella long." <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, child! So Ooh, child! Jeffrey Epstein ain't playing. <laughs> the way I'd be reading this damn Epstein indictment. <laughs> Bo! <laughs> Jeffrey has Epstein fitting to go to jail. <laughs> That's on period. Uh, that is on pedophilia period. <laughs> yeah, no. The, the one line from that that was like, come on, is uh, somehow this did not raise more eyebrows than a Dwayne Johnson lookalike contest. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you could is... not be reporting about this with that tone. I'm sorry. You, you cannot you cannot be doing Tom Myers jokes in this fucking expose <laughs> of Jeffrey Epstein, man. Yeah, no, but it, it it is of a kind, again, with Last Week Tonight, who we've noted as like one of their chief inspirations in this era, right? Where it's like, um, there is a joke quota that John Oliver very obviously has. So he'll be like talking about like, and believe me, those rapes are bad. Worse than Burger King's spicy crispy royal wrap. Yeah, I said it. It's a bad wrap. It's a bad wrap. Bad wrap. You cannot be eating that. Don't eat that. Like that usual shit. Oh, God, no. Um, and then by 2020, some great articles where uh, Jason Pargan says, fuck it, I'm out of here, which I don't blame him. <laughs> he, uh, he reportedly had to fire basically all the freelancers by himself. That's what EW Scripps made him do. Yeah. There's one, like, I think the ultimate, like, example of what Cracked became in 2020 and probably and it is now, it seems. There's an article. It was a picto fact. that i found it is uh 13 now you know facts to kickstart your movie and general knowledge or hannah found this i'm sorry 13 now you know facts to kickstart your movie and general knowledge and it's like number one in pirates of the caribbean mackenzie crook had to wear two contact lenses in the same eye number two some fish eggs could survive being eaten and pooped out by waterfowl and it's just a mix of like movie trivia and just like like Random things that have happened. It's like the father of late Metallica bassist Cliff Burton still gets royalties. <laughs> yeah, we, we trained a guy working at a call center to write cracked articles, and this is what he came up with. <laughs> it's like if anyone out there has ever seen the onset about Oscar specials when they do commercial breaks <laughs> yeah. and they have like little like trivia segments, this is the exactly what they're like. Yeah, my favorite one of those in the article is Paul Revere III is the great 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 grandson of the original. <laughs> That feels like a riddle. <laughs> it's it's sad too because there's like good ideas for articles still here, like the one about spite houses. But then the yes. articles are like 250 words long and yeah, don't have nothing. any interesting information. No, uh, Amanda Manon. If you had gotten like enough time and enough like money to like write a proper article about spite houses, that would be really fun. Like the the two examples that are in here are cool. I laughed a little bit. It's an interesting concept. 
Uh, for those who don't know, it's basically like when there's a building that sort of like exists to prevent something from happening, like zoning or architecture wise, like preventing another building from expanding or preventing a street from being like run through a property, etc. Um, and there's like really funny results of that. Um, but like, you can't just have it be two examples and then you're like, all right, uh, I hope you learned something today. Bye. Yeah, no. And also, like, by this point, it's just done. 2019, uh, Cracked gets sold again to something called Literally Media, which is described as home uh, to Know Your Meme, Cheeseburger, and E-Bombs World, which... Oh my god, that is the fucking 2000s internet graveyard. Holy shit. <laughs> Been keeping E-Bombs World chained up in my basement for 20 years. <laughs> I have, yeah, it's like, I have I have fail blog in a crate <laughs> below my house. This is like this is like if like Pfizer was like, well, we just bought the rights to thalidomide. <laughs> <laughs> we have just announced a five hundred million dollar deal with the Sackler family. <laughs> and uh yeah, um they fired Robert Brockway, uh Sean Baby left, Alex Schmidt got fired, the uh the dude from the videos, and Jason Pargan's gone. Whole original staff. Just completely gone. It's all over. Except, except, in 2021, they take one last crack. One last crack. Okay. I, I, I cannot believe I said one last crack. I really need to get some sleep. But they took <laughs> to one last circle. crack. Shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. Um, uh, they took one last crack at reviving the site. They brought back video content. They tried to give the articles some more juice. And they tried to make the website back into what it once was. Did they succeed? We'll find out next episode. But uh, no. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.